Peace, family. Thank you for listening to A Bunch of Words podcast. I am back with season two. I trust this episode will bring you into yourself as this journey has done for me. As a reminder, remember to rate and comment when you're done listening. Enjoy. At the beginning is the moment when you are given notice that something is happening. In the beginning, you can see what is required to create something, to nourish it, feed it, and watch it grow. I often wish I was at the beginning, the moment my ancestors' feet touched this earth and their story was born. I'd like to journey back to their lives and home in the motherland that birthed them. I envisioned them walking freely with their heads held high towards the sun as it sustained them in the ground they walked on, crossing paths with elders of the village whose wisdom sat on their tongue eager to fill the ears of the generations to come. My African ancestors were brought to the United States of America in the most inhumane way known to this country. They were kidnapped and forced to leave what they knew. As a descendant of the African diaspora, I craved for the longest to know them. I grew up feeling out of place in a place that didn't feel like home. So in a way, I was always connected to my ancestors. It just took some understanding to arrive here. I believe that life happens in a series of patterns and cycles. I feel the more I learn about my lineage, the more I'm piecing my family's narrative together. I feel this responsibility to bring healing to the ones before me. It's like I'm tending to land that has been left behind for me to bring back to life and beautify. I'm honored to have been chosen and blessed with the gift of storytelling. I'm honored you are here listening to me. This season of the podcast will blend stories of my ancestors, Black life, my life, and lessons I learned told in the form of a story. My name is Kiana. My mother gave me that name and I say it proudly, simply because it's a variant of other names and meanings, but because I don't run across many folks outside the black and brown community that have my name. My name is a part of my culture. I was born in a small city in the suburbs. I didn't see many faces like me unless I was playing with cousins or with the handful of black children in my neighborhood. Being black in a predominantly white county will take an entire toll on you. My father, who played in the drumming circles at Malcolm X Park in DC, who moved through his beloved city like the blueprint had his name on it, led me to my rites of passage to blackness. He showed me the value of my culture, my history, and my melanin. I love who I am. I love my people deep, so much that I've dedicated my life to empowering them and creating community for us, by us. I pull up YouTube and search Nina Simone. 
She's someone who lights my fire when I need to recenter myself in my work. I have trouble saying the word work because nothing that I do that aligns with my passion feels like work. So I'll use purpose. As my eyes scan the search results, I find my favorite interview. She's sitting down, face round and focused boldly, speaking to the interviewer about blackness. I find the parts that I needed to hear. Nina says, so as far as I'm concerned, my music is addressed to my people, especially to make them more curious in about where they come from in their own identity and pride in that identity. That's why in my songs, I try to make them as powerful as possible, mostly just to make them curious about themselves. How can you be an artist and not reflect the times? That to me is the definition of an artist. Her unapologetic voice continues to ring in my head as I sat there sweeping up the doubt in my mind and throwing it out the window. Am I reflecting the times? Do I make people feel proud? What am I doing? A question that I'm deeply familiar with. I close out the interview and pull up my research. On and off for the past seven years, I've been collecting information on my family history. Since March, I've increased my time of research and sometimes I'm up until 1 a.m. scanning through documents with tired yet determined eyes. Sitting on the couch, I recall a moment I had. I can't believe this, I rant. I storm up from the couch as my boyfriend looks up from his research too. Why do we have to spend hours searching for our family? It shouldn't be this hard. Everyone else but us has to pay a membership or a cost just to get information that should rightfully be ours in the first place. Then the information isn't correct, which sends you on another chase to find the correct information or guess to see if you'll hit the jackpot with what you're looking for. Well, that's how I used to feel until I realized I'm much smarter than I like to credit myself and I found loopholes and ways to get access to what I need. It just requires patience and time. I have plenty of that. Right now, the oldest relative I have recorded was born in 1798 in Maryland. She's my fourth great-grandmother. She was a part of the many Africans who were forced to use their skills and knowledge to build Merlin up. I found you. I'd say every time I came across a name, I got you. We're going to keep searching. I often wished someone found me. I remember the times as a child feeling like I was floating on earth, landing long enough to realize that I didn't like it here. I used to trace the lines on my hands, wondering if there was a hidden message that would unlock a superpower. Remember the movie Matilda? I was impressed by her skills, but I was more into the relationship she had with Miss Honey. Who was going to save me? Another question I matched with a deep sigh. I went through a lot of situations where I needed saving. At times, the one who did not come through barely focused on my needs, 
which often led me to tending to my own. What is a child to do when no one is emotionally supporting her? I felt invisible, not only where I grew up, but even in my hometown. Friendships, school, and communities. Here I am in a safe environment, healing, recovering, growing. Year 30 has pushed me outside my comfort zone and I'm thankful. It's like I'm constantly reflecting on what I've done and what I'm doing. What am I measuring myself against? I know who I am. When will I start giving myself the credit I deserve? Who am I waiting for? I shake my head gently as if it would magically erase the anxious thoughts that occasionally haunt my mind. I am enough. I love affirmations. They're my secret weapon. When will I learn to put what I know into practice? To see me as victorious and not the victim? When? Time is a blur these days. I open up my documents and type up my thoughts. I'm always in planning mode. I want the best out of life, and in order for that to happen, I have to do the work. Although, doing the work looks and feels different now. I'm healthier in my mind and physically. I actually feel happiness. I wake up smiling. Even on the days where I sit in the darkness, I feel present.